going back to like filling up your own cup, right? And I guess this is where like the self-love ties into it because it's like, if you know how to fill up your cup in the basic ways, odds are you're probably going to show up to your workplace as a better person. Welcome to the Inspiring Teacher Podcast, the show that empowers educators to make a positive impact in the lives of their students and the education community. Whether you're a beginning teacher seeking guidance, a seasoned educator looking to excel further in your career, or anyone interested in the world of education, this podcast is for you. Get ready to dive into the world of inspiration with practical tips and meaningful conversations. Each episode is designed to provide you with valuable insights and actionable strategies that you can implement straight away. I'm your host, Jason Marshall, a passionate educator dedicated to supporting teachers in reaching their full potential. Join me as I bring in renowned experts, experienced educators, and thoughtful leaders to share their wisdom, experiences, and innovative approaches to education. Welcome back to another episode of The Inspiring Teacher. Today, I have another amazing guest for you all. Originally from Melbourne, she's moved to the warm and sunny Gold Coast, where she has been a nurse for five years. Experiencing sexual assault as a young child, this woman is now using this event to drive her passion to helping women with self-love. And in 2022, she went all in on a coaching business where she empowers women to develop and strengthen the ultimate love and self-acceptance for themselves. But what I love most about this woman is her bubbly energy and the confidence that she brings to any room that she steps into. With all that being said, please welcome my friend Charlotte McKinnon to the podcast. Hello. That was so beautiful. I actually have the biggest smile on my face right now. Thank you for that. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's okay. How are you? I'm fantastic today. Absolutely fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Now, I've known you since, what, February this year? It feels like longer than that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what I realized today, jumping onto this, was that I actually have no idea what your full story is. So would you mind sharing that with all of us today? Oh, my God, I can. Where do you want me to start? (laughs) Start wherever you feel comfortable with. I love to say to everyone, like, I'm such an open book. And for me, like, no topic is ever off topic because I truly believe that there is so much that people, like, hide about themselves. And it's like, I don't think anything in my, well, for me particular, like, nothing in my life I'm ashamed of, nothing in my life I quote-unquote regret because I truly have, well, now I've done the work to make me realise, like, every single little thing has contributed to the person I am today, mm-hmm. right? And that's why, like, I am an open book and nothing is ever off topic. So I guess when you're asking for my story, like like you mentioned, my sexual assault history started when I was, like, so young. Like, I really can't put a date to it because I don't know how young I was, but I was younger than five years old mm-hmm. and continued for 10 years after that. But it was one of those things that at the time I didn't know it affected me the way it did until I was older. And that's when I realized how much it affected me, which I feel like a lot of people listening can probably resonate. I know a lot of women actually don't talk about their own story with that. But it's something that affects them as they get older. Mm. And then growing up, I had the classic, well, not classic, but my parents divorced when I was five years old and I am from quite a big family. So I'm one of six originally. And then with the divorce, my parents did a bit of a wife swap situation. So there's like nine kids all together. (laughs) It's really fun. Um, (laughs) So that's, I guess, a bit about like my family life, my upbringing, kind of who shaped me. My childhood, I don't want to say it was quote unquote traumatic. It was just different to other people. Like I was still loved and very close to my siblings because of that. And it's definitely like, again, shaped who I am today. Growing up, Again, just tell me to shut up if you want me to. No, no, but, no. Like, keep I've, going. I love it. <laughs> I've always been a very like 
loud person but very reserved at the same time like I've always been someone that kind of spoke my mind but growing up I was always made wrong because of it so Mm. I was kind of told to shut up Charlotte you're being annoying Charlotte you're being too much like don't talk like that don't be yourself like again as I kind of got older I started like retreating more into myself because I didn't know who I was to the point where I would just sit in silence a lot of the time because when you're one of nine kids if you want to get a word in you kind of need you need to yell right (laughs) but for me to then yell I felt like I was quote-unquote punished because then everyone was like oh you're being so annoying Mm. I was like okay, I I just won't talk. So for a long time, I just kind of retreated and didn't express who I was. And then that kind of led to an identity crisis growing up because I didn't even know who Charlotte was. And then I've always, I guess a bit of a side note, it's like I've always been someone that loves music. I've always kind of written my own music, played guitar, played piano, all the things. And then that's always been my outlet without realizing. Mm -hmm. So I guess as my quote unquote trauma was happening, I was able to kind of like regulate it with my music, which is really beautiful. And it's something that I've like found is really fun. Right. Mm. And then I guess like we'll skip a good chunk of the years. And then where the self-love comes into it is probably it was like my second serious relationship. It was like kind of fresh out of high school. I thought like love of my life kind of situation, like met him. It was everything. It was like a movie scene. You know, we met at volleyball. I was like, oh, my God, I am the next <laughs> Nicholas Sparks movie. Right? <gasps> Obviously, because I didn't really know who I was, I went into this relationship without realizing at the time, like head over heels for this guy. And all that I was getting back, I thought, was what I deserved. And not that he treated me wrong or bad, but I also didn't know what a boundary was. And I didn't know what like being reciprocated with love was and I didn't even know how I like to receive love so everything Mm. he quote-unquote like did or didn't do for me I kind of just took it as like oh this is just how relationships are right like I still love him he still loves me it is what it is but the thing is when that relationship ended I was crushed like I generally went into a hole and little I guess trigger warning here I got to the point where I was having suicidal ideation because of Mm. a breakup and I didn't know that I could be that low and but after so long of feeling like shit and like I I was that girl right I was the girl that was like you know we can make this work we can like open up the relationship we can do this we can do that like I was like that girl and I look back and I'm like oh babe (laughs) let me just give you hugs but like the time that's what I thought I needed was that Mm. love even if I accepted less than what I deserve Mm. And so for months, I like literally did the classic spiral. Like I would drink myself to sleep because I just didn't want to feel and I didn't know what to do. I started like secluding myself from all of my friends. I started like having weed often and I started like smoking cigarettes. And then I was like, oh, I love this. I love who I am because, you know, this is just so fun being high all the time. Right. And then like I would purposely hang out with friends that did all of that. And I was like, yeah, this is who I am. I feel like myself. I feel free. Right. But at the time, that was who I was. And that Mm. was my identity. And I was like, yeah, this is it. This is me. And I'm sad, but it's fine because I don't need to address the elephant in the room. And then after, like, I reckon it took me a solid six months of kind of wallowing in self-pity before I kind of had that moment. And it wasn't a distinct moment. (laughs) It was literally Mm. just like every day I was kind of like, what if there's more? Mm. What if I don't need to feel like this anymore? Like, what if I can maybe actually figure out what the quote-unquote problem was because I was someone, and I joke about this now because I was laughing with one of my sisters last time I went home to Melbourne about how reactive of a human I used to be. Literally, I would be that person. You would tell me it was windy today, and I'd be like, what the fuck? I didn't do anything wrong. 
Like <laughs> I would make everything like something I did. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, how times have changed. The time I would get triggered by everything. And if people didn't want to see me or hang out with me, I made it like, oh my God, they don't love me. I'm not loved. Oh my God, no one wants to be my friend. I don't have friends. And like, you know, all that like negative loops on and on repeat. And I was like, what's the common thread here? And then after a long time, I was kind of like, well, maybe me. Maybe <laughs> I'm the common thread here. So, and what I love is like literally two years ago in July, I think it was, I discovered a girl called Georgie Stevenson. Mm-hmm. And you may know her. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't know it was self-development. At the time, I didn't know it was something like spiritual or manifesty, but she had like, well, actually, it was like a manifestation course. And that was like my first kind of introduction to like, what do you want in life? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to show up as? And like, I, not that I remember, but that was like probably the first time I had a moment of like, oh, like I don't want to be this. I don't mm. want to be sad all the time because I don't feel myself at the moment and I don't know who I am. And that's, you know, the, hence the identity crisis. Like I didn't know what quote unquote purpose was. And it was just like, again, all those cycles. And then because of that, I sat in bed most of the time, probably just binging Netflix because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just going to like numb everything, mm-hmm. right? And that's when I guess I first discovered, like, again, I didn't want to be that anymore. And I've always kind of been someone, a little bit of a toxic trait about me is like I've always been someone that I look at what I don't want and I try to avoid that. But then mm-hmm. like I didn't realize at the time I was actually becoming that by trying to avoid it. Yeah. So like, quote unquote, for like, I had gained a lot of weight over that time and I was like, I just don't want to become morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. Then I really wouldn't do anything. I'd just be like, oh, you know, I'll just starve myself for a bit. That's fine. And then mm-hmm. I can. But yeah, yeah. And it was just so toxic, so toxic. So, so many like bad habits. And then I guess like going off topic here, but like jumping back in the bandwagon, like that's when I just got, discovered like, cool, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? And that's when I kind of got in touch with my first mentor. She literally made an Instagram post about like wanting to change your life, you know, the classic summer body mm-hmm. vibes. And I was like, I, yeah, me, I need to do something, anything. And then we kind of jumped on a call and next thing you know, I was terrified. Like I'd never heard of mentorship. I'd never heard, I'm sure I've heard of PTs. I've heard of nutritionists. I've heard of like mentorship in that way, but not for your mind, not for your mindset. And I was like, mm. Mm, okay. And then one thing she said to me, and it's just always stuck with me, was like, what are your goals? And I was like, oh, you know, I just want to get to, I think at the time I was like nearly 90 kilos. And I was like, I just want to get 75 kilos. I just want to hit it. And she goes, but why? And I was like, you know, because I'll be happy then and I'll feel better then and I'll have more energy then. And, you know, people will love me then. You know, we kind of went in this loop of like, why 75 kilos? And it was funny because the second I started doing the work, I think I'd gotten one kilo down. So I was like 89 kilos on the scales. Mm. And it was really a bit of a like slap in the face moment where I was like, oh, I feel a bit happier and I feel lighter. And sure, I haven't reached my quote unquote end destination, but I actually feel more confident. But it wasn't because of the scales at all. It was because I was actually doing the work. Mm. And I didn't realize at the time and hence the mentorship. Yeah. But it was like, I was so not sure of like that it wasn't necessarily the end destination I was seeking. It was actually just the discovery of myself. Mm -hmm. And then that's what kind of like spiraled. And I started to realize like, okay, who am I? I'm someone that's outgoing. I'm someone that's loud. I'm someone that's a bit random and will kind of like say random shit 24 hours a day, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) but I don't need to be made wrong for that anymore. And like the more I started doing the work, the more I kind of naturally 
was learning about who I wanted to be and who I was. So then I kind of naturally fell into like myself a bit more and people started being like, wow, how are you so confident? Wow. How are you so outgoing? Like, wow, how do you Mm. actually take yourself on a date and not feel awkward as heck? And I was like, I do feel awkward, but the difference is I do it because I now know I deserve to be taken on a date. Mm. Mm-hmm. right and like that. that was yeah and that's what I got super clear on because for so long I just accepted that oh it's fine I don't need to go on a date or I have to be with a guy or you know a girl if you know you swing both ways but it's like one of those things where I was like what do I want and can I give it to myself mm. so that's where like I naturally kind of went into the mindset realm and I started talking to people and then people were like looking at my story and they're like well hang on if you've done it why can't I do it and then long story short I've now been doing it for it was literally the anniversary of my first release last Friday which is such a full circle moment for me because I feel like even in the past 12 months I've come so far and and a very long story short that is kind of me in the nutshell about where I am today and yeah why mindset coaching probably yeah, I love it. Well, thank, thank you for sharing. Another question that popped into mind, which you, I feel like you've already answered it as well, but why is self-love and self-acceptance so important, not only to teachers, but as a society as a whole? Yeah. And I love this question so much. I will always kind of come back to the same thing. So self-love, self-acceptance, like it's truly knowing who you are. Like it's mm. truly understanding what is your purpose. And like, I haven't ever been a teacher, but I've been a nurse and I kind of feel like there's always kind of, I feel like nurses teachers and like police men and women like this we we band together yeah (laughs) yeah it's like we we get it it's kind of like a torturous kind of like we deal with the worst (laughs) of the worst yeah but the thing is it's like once you kind of get clear on why you actually love yourself why you actually need to accept yourself you kind of learn why you're doing it Mm. like and the question is like why are why do you want to be a teacher why do you want to help people why do you want to get up to bed why even on the crappy days where you're like marking reports or in my case was going to work to deal with like crappy patients throughout COVID or something, you know, like Mm -hmm. what is the reason you're doing it? Because like, if you don't even know your why, odds are you probably don't know yourself. The more you kind of get to know yourself and you you kind of understand and you can kind of recognize, cool, do I need a rest today? Oh, when was the last time I actually prioritized myself? Because my workspace is literally so like energetically draining And we Mm. don't actually ever realize that because in the field, it's such like a people-pleasing industry, right? You're literally going to work to spend like eight, nine, 12 hours a day helping everybody else. But so often, I don't want to say all the time, but so often like we're the first to neglect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I say this like, I guess on behalf of teachers too, but so many people like don't even realize. And what I love is like in the talk, in the conference that you were giving yesterday, like I was was observing, Mm -hmm. it's just like the little things of literally like, are you allocating time for yourself? Mm. Do you even know how to allocate time for yourself? Right? Like, do you even know like the most common excuse and I, I triggers me so much, but it's like, I don't have time Mm. and Mm. I get it. Life's exhausting like again I've been that nurse that's done the 12-hour shifts I've come home like I've been that person it's exhausting as shit but the reality is when I started to actually make time to exercise even if it was just like a walk around the block mm-hmm. even it was just as simple as making sure I'm drinking enough water in a day like going back to the basics that's when I realized oh I'm actually feeling more energized oh I actually have more like energy to give to my patients in your case to students right Mm. to marking reports like you're actually able and it's like going back to like filling up your own cup right and I guess this is where like the self-love ties into it because it's like if you know how to fill up your cup in the basic ways odds are you're probably going to show up to your workplace as a better person 
odds are like people are actually going to enjoy working with you more and maybe vice versa then you'll enjoy working with them a little bit more work won't be as shitty you won't feel as shitty your students are probably going to get better results because you're showing up as a better person but like ultimately it's like a win-win-win-win yeah i love it Mm. so yeah yeah it comes back to that analogy as well as you can't pour yourself out from an empty cup so fill it up and then pour it into everyone around you and make the world a better place hey yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm, I love that. You talked about setting boundaries in your story earlier. How can teachers establish healthy boundaries for themselves and, you know, step away from that school sort of life balance? How can they set that boundary? I love this question because boundaries is one of those things that I'm going to be completely honest and say it was probably the hardest thing for me to learn how to set mm. because me, myself, you know, my friend in nursing, I was like, a class people please are I was like everyone comes before me I can't say no like and it stems back to like growing up you know you want to six kids or you have to help your parents out right like yeah I have to be the one that picks up my sister from school otherwise she doesn't get picked up you know just the little things like that but one thing I heard and I keep hearing at the moment and I feel like it's really fitting to bring into this it's like if it's not a fuck yes just start saying no mm. and whether it comes to professional life or personal life, because they're both going to integrate, right? And it's like, I imagine being a teacher, like you're constantly taking your work home because I'm from teachers that do know you're grading homework at home. You're like preparing for reports. You're preparing for a new class. There's always something. (laughs) Always something. Yeah. And again, going back to that, like, can you allocate time for yourself? Can you allocate time to do things? And it's like, Boundaries is such a broad topic because, again, looking at personal, looking at professional life, if you know you have things to do, can you set the boundary to your loved ones and be like, hey, guys, I love you, but when I come home from work today, I need to allocate two hours, smash out this stuff, and then I've got you. Mm. You know, then I can give you my love. Then we can go to the soccer game. Then we can cook dinner together. Then, you know, or like just communication. And this is a topic I was literally having with a friend yesterday about like, we're in a world where people don't know how to communicate anymore. And I think that's where boundaries lie so heavily, right? Like you don't have to necessarily say, this is my boundary. This is what I'm doing. But it's like, hey, I'm going to do this. I would respect it if you, you know, you could just leave me alone for 30 minutes. Mm. If, you know, or like, can we allocate time here or then allocate time there? Like, is this making sense? Yeah. No, yeah, I love it. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's telling someone that it's, you know, I will be with you, but right now I just need me time. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah. like, it's like the classic, like you're the main character of your own story, right? And if you don't mm. make time for you, odds are probably no one else is going to make time for you. And like, Ooh. it might sound brutal, but mm. it's it's true. Like, even if it's like 100%. a loved one, a husband, wife, partner, like best friend, like they're constantly thinking of themselves as well. So mm. it's like not making it wrong if you're setting boundaries. But if anything, like I'm probably going to have more respect for someone that says, hey, babe, I can't do today. Let's do next month. Yeah. You know, and Mm. if they do have a problem with that, that's probably not a very good thing. Mm. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. So you mentioned yourself taking, you know, taking yourself out on a date. What does that look like for you? For me, you know, I'm envisioning you sitting at a dinner table in some fancy restaurant. Does it always have to look like that or... No, not at all. I laugh because like, I love this question because Mm. I used to think that when I was like, oh, dating myself, it's got to look so romantic. You know, I've got to like shave my legs, put on laundry, like act like going (laughs) on a date. Sometimes it is like that, but a lot of the time it's not. Like for me, it can literally be as simple as going for a walk, Mm. you know, like anything that you would quote unquote go on a date with. Like when I didn't know what a date was, I was like, what would I do with someone else? Can I do it by myself? And odds are like, yes. Sometimes, especially at the start, it feels so fucking uncomfortable, so mm. uncomfortable. It's like everyone's looking at me. Like, and like when I was in that era, like I used to go just on movie dates, you know, I'd take myself to the movies. I, I thought that I was like, oh my God, everyone's watching me. It's like, no, no one's actually 
if the everyone's here to watch, yeah, the, movie. watch yeah. the movie <laughs> yeah and like so it'll look different every time like a couple of months ago I took myself to like if you're in Queensland like Burley Hill got myself a pizza watched the sunset mm. and just like checked in with myself right because like now I work for myself, I kind of realize like I naturally just do this stuff on a daily, but every now and then, like, especially when you're in a go, go, go mindset, when you're like going from school, going from home, all the things, you can mm. kind of stop and forget to take a moment to be like, am I actually okay right now? Mm. What do I actually need right now? And that's kind of the benefit of quote unquote dating yourself because it's like you actually just get to sit with yourself, nourish your mind, nourish your soul, get to know yourself a little bit more which is really cool it sounds a bit crazy but like you can talk to yourself or take a journal you mm. can talk to yourself like write it out yeah. right and it's just again getting super clear on who you want to be going back to that self-acceptance piece because the more you get to know what you like what you don't like it's gonna a help you be able to set the boundaries more because you're actually going to know what you do and don't want to do b you just start to become naturally more confident in the process and so you kind of just realize that everyone's just living their own life and you kind of just go okay i'll just do mm. me yeah. So a date can be everything and anything. It's so fun. Yeah. How often would you take yourself on a, you know, a self-date? You mentioned that you mm-hmm. do things every single day, but you mentioned that you went to Burley Hill last week or a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. How often would you do those bigger dates? It kind of varies now. And I've like, I'm going to call myself right out and be like, I haven't been for a front one in a few weeks. So I've actually set aside time tomorrow, which is nice. Oh, amazing. To, like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm probably going to go see a movie or something because I love movies. But it really depends. Again, making time in my schedule for it is probably the best thing, but I will, the longest, I will like try to do it once a month mm-hmm. because I'm like, even if I'm busy, I like do what I can and I prioritize it in because it doesn't need to be a whole day. Like you can, again, be an hour out of your week. It can be an hour out of your month. Like, and on the best time, I'll be doing it like once a fortnight, once a week. Again, like how often would you go on a date with your partner or your best friend? Like, Mm. it's like, why can't you do that for yourself also? Mm -hmm. I suppose this may come back to setting boundaries as well. If people are in a relationship and they say to their partner, hey, I'm going to go out on a self date. Have you ever experienced or know of someone who has experienced where it's like, well, hang on, why don't you just take me along? And what would you say in that situation? I can't relate in that specific situation, but I guess same with friends. Like I've had friends Mm. be like, can I come? And it's like, well, no, it's actually just for me. Again, it does come back to boundaries because it's like, I see this from two angles here, right? It's like, if someone's being like, oh, babe, why can't I come? You can like turn around and be like, I love you. But, mm. like, the more I get to fill up my, again, come back to the cups, the more I actually, like, give time to myself. And, like, this is where I love relationships and I love, like, all the people in my life because I feel like they've got very solid relationships. But it's, like, I truly believe a relationship is you are three three things, right? There is you, your partner, and your relationship together. Mm. And it's, like, I truly believe that in order to have a beautiful, healthy relationship, you still need to be your own person. I know a lot of couples, you know, like there's so much you grow together with, right? But it's like you still have your different things and you still kind of need your alone time to regulate. And like, again, it just comes back to communication. You can be like, hey, babe, I love you. I'm just going to spend an hour by myself. But Mm -hmm. hey, if you want to go on a date, let's, you know, let's book something fun in this week. Yeah. And that's where it gets to get best of both worlds. It's like juggling and it's just like, I still love you. But again, prioritizing myself, making myself the main character. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, I love it. One of my favorite things about you is your online presence and the stuff, the random wacky stuff you put out there. It legit just makes me smile every time there's, you know, a story from Charlotte coming up and it's you just, you know, talking about your life or talking about a date that you've been on of, of, you know, your own date. If someone wants to experience this as well and experience the joy that I get out of it, where can they find you? 
So I'm mostly on Instagram at the moment. We're branching out everywhere, but Charlotte underscore McKinnon is the best place to find me. It's, yeah, it's good. It's fun. Amazing. Amazing. So if you want to jump on and have a good laugh, go and find Charlotte on Instagram. My final question for you, Charlotte, is if you were to give 30 seconds of advice to our listeners out there today, what would that be? Get clear on what makes you feel like yourself. When do you feel your best? Is it when you're wearing a certain outfit? Is it when you're around certain people? Is it doing a certain thing? And just do more of it because that's when you'll truly step into your authenticity. That's when you step into understanding who you are, what your purpose is. And you'll just like live a happier life because you'll know who you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could take 20 seconds out of your time and leave me a five-star rating and a written review. Remember, you have the power to make a lasting impact in the lives of your students So until next time, keep inspiring, keep teaching, and keep reaching for greatness.